Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, managing editor at FightfulWrestling.com. Go there and get all of your wrestling news. I mentioned today on our YouTube channel, we have the WWE updated Raw and SmackDown rosters. Wikipedia has done a garbage job of updating theirs. So we're going to do it ourselves. You can go over there and get uh, TV ratings. You can get injury updates, contract updates, all that good stuff. But if you're here watching this show, October 18th, 2019 SmackDown, Leave a thumbs up and subscribe. If you're watching live, donate a super chat. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. I'll go ahead and get a couple of the plugs out of the way, though. Alex Palowski's Sour Graps. There's a free edition up on uh, Fightful.com, on YouTube.com slash Fightful. That is at the lowest tier on Fightful Select. If you're one of those people that say... I miss Alex so much. Sean loves everything on the show. Well, then Alex is here to give you a full, empty glass of sour grap juice. And here to do much of the same is Jeffrey Hawkins of Shake Them Ropes. Jeff, how are you? Man, look what you've... Look, I've been moved out for a few months now, but you know, you haven't been keeping up the place. I'm just uh, I'm a little upset by this. Hi. You're, here, you're, you're around here and there. <laughs> Oh, are we ready for the Bruce Pritchard era of SmackDown? <laughs> Speaking of, Young Bibby sends a super chat. This show sucked. Carmella gets a jobber entrance and loses when she should have won. The story writes itself, and Gulak gets treated like a jobber. Unbelievable. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll address okay. all those points throughout the show, but yeah. I'll, I'll say this. I disagree with most, most of them. I don't think that Gulak wasn't treated like a jobber, but Gulak did what he needed to do in this situation. Uh, what are your thoughts in totality of this episode of SmackDown? Here's, I didn't mind it that much. It wasn't that bad of a show to me. It really wasn't. It wasn't a great show. It wasn't a bad show. I'm, I'm just flummoxed by every time we have one of these rounds of talking points where Raw or SmackDown is moving or they're about to update something or it's going to be the new improved show. And everybody goes, man, look at the changes they could make here. You know, the, Fox really wants a sports-oriented product. Or something. The new improved it, reduced frame rate. Same. 
meet the new boss, same as the old boss. There, yeah. There's really no difference on this Fox show than there was on the USA show. Yeah. Except the intro. couple camera angles, that's about it. That's really the extent of it. Well, they advertise today, Roman Reigns versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh. Well, you kind of knew how this one was going to end. It's an Intercontinental title match that doesn't mean anything, which... It's a nice way of doing a bait and switch. That's what this is. Let me holler at you, player. Yep. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Uh, Roman Reigns defeated Shinsuke Nakamura via DQ. Sami Zayn's out there on commentary. He's real good, but... You know, I'm already sick of this angle. I'm already, like, what is he? Uh, okay, he's a liberator. That's nice. I, I'm not sure what. I, I don't get it. What, there's what am I no, missing? There's no second step. There's no second step to anything. And and this is going to be a theme of the show, especially when you and I debate the Bailey promo a, a little bit, because you and I have differing opinions of that. Yeah, it, it's just it's Sammy comes up, he's a twerp, he gets beat up a little bit, and and you know. And that's what leads to whatever happens. Usually, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm unimpressed, but I'm, I'm also a little bit relieved that they didn't just give the Intercontinental title to Roman too, because he doesn't need it. And but, that would just lead me to believe that Brock Lesnar ain't going to be on the show. Yeah, but I mean, there, there's a real. I mean, I don't want to say a real good chance, but there's always the possibility that Kane Velasquez of all people wins the WWE title and the Fiend wins the Universal title and those swap, but. Then again, there's also a real good chance that neither of those happen, and they would just put the secondary title on Reigns like they did before, so, yeah. there's, so there's a top prize on the show. Uh, in the meantime, they'll stand to make Roman Reigns look like a complete dumbass during his <laughs> matches, which is really bothersome because the guy isn't a dumbass. He's a very good wrestler. He's an outstanding performer, but he lets Sami Zayn, of all people, distract him on the drive-by. He saw it coming. And it still happened. Uh, I always thought this was going to be a DQ. Uh, I'll say the best thing about this match was Nakamura's flying armbar and Reigns turning it into a sit-down powerbomb. Love those two spots. Those were great. Also, I like that commentary brought up the fact that the reason this match is happening is pretty much because of Nakamura and Zayn's egos. Because, Jeff, based on the, the things that we've learned... There's no reason to have wanted to be drafted at all. The draft is the most exciting thing in every other sport except professional wrestling. <laughs> I'm always so optimistic about it, though, and they, they screw it yeah. up. I mean, you have it, – it's one of those things I, I think about. They have everything a movie company could want. If you ever need something, you can ask – them to make it for you for any kind of skit or something and you have the entire world of the draft to play with that you could do and out of the box thinking and because vince doesn't ever has probably never ever seen a draft to be honest with you other than maybe the xfls this week it, it just comes off as reading names and people switching brands and it uh, yeah hooray the draft the draft the draft but future oh, I, considerations jeff <laughs> I mean, the, the harshest thing was, wow, Miz, you were drafted in the fifth round. Okay. What? Here's, here's the thing. What does that mean? We weren't told of any distinct benefit of being drafted high. Exactly. So you therefore, AOP are the big winners of this. AOP <laughs> got to decide where they were going to go. The, the, unless they made money, then it's just an ego stroke. 
Yeah, Aaron, there's no there, there's no second step there to any of this. It's like they're free agents; they can go anywhere. And it, and see, it ain't hard. It ain't hard for Corey Graves, and he's usually pretty good about this to say: the higher you get drafted, the more money you're bonused. That's yes. it. That's, That's it. it. All it takes. Uh, Aaron Jay's fan says Zane is a mascot to me. That is what he is. He's not yeah, the more mascot. Exactly what he is. Yeah, he's a manager. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Best wrestler on that roster, maybe other than Daniel Bryan. Jammin Cito Gomez says, "I hate this frame rate. Fox is killing SmackDown. Oh no, Fox isn't killing SmackDown. SmackDown's <laughs> killing SmackDown." <laughs> oh man, could you imagine the excitement if they had included NXT in all of this and just had switched a bunch of rosters and people made trades and you'd have people in the background, you know, giving statements on the thing? You just really bought into the entire reality of a draft situation where your life could change depending on what where you could go and stuff like that and they just they half-assed it that's they, all they did they half-assed they, it. there was no reason they couldn't have just like not drafted the street profits and said yeah. and said well you know how nxt got balor they traded the street profits for him and that would make a little bit of sense one it would put the street profits over because obviously they're valued as much as this person you could have had somebody else drafted this shit is not difficult it's not. It's not. And and there's lots of people with ideas and out of the box thinking, and they just don't, they they're too scared. There's too much money involved. It's and like somebody's bringing can't. up the MLB draft. That does not count. Nobody watches it. Nobody cares about it. There's too many rounds. You don't see any almost any of the players for like four or five years. If they're really good, a couple years. If they went through four years of college, maybe you'll see them in a year or two. My but the God. NBA. But the NBA and the NFL drafts are the most exciting Amazing. drafts out there. We did a watch yeah. along for the NBA draft, and it did numbers. People liked it. Like it, it's it's a fun show. My God. Well, um, Nakamura kicks out of a Superman punch. That was impressive. Yeah, uh, the crowd was hot for this match. The crowds have been pretty hot lately. I don't know if it's mic'd better or what the deal is, but the crowds have been really good on WWE programming the last couple of months. I thought. I, I would agree. I, I think. Uh... You know, I, I still think it, it's they don't really get up until it's a kick out of a finish. But, you know, they're better. I'll give them that. Daniel Bryan would make the save after King Corbin causes a DQ. I really hope they're building towards Reigns versus Bryan at Mania. I hope that's that's the course of action we're going. Also, I got a lot of static from your end. Like, just ambient noise. Hmm. Like you have an air purifier. Just, hey, there we go. There we go. Where do you think all this leads? I don't know. It sounds like they've they've legit turned to Daniel Bryan because that, that mm-hmm. promo he did was very, like they're just going to forget everything about the new Daniel Bryan. They're going to still use the packaging. Do but you it, think I, there's, and I know it's a ridiculous thing to ask at this point, do you think there's ever a time they're going to turn Reigns or is he like the Cena spot? He's the Cena spot. He's the guy, but they refuse to put him in the top spot because they're afraid people are going to turn on him. Yeah. Jen Santangelo says, does Elias have an expected return date yet? No, he popped up on TV a couple weeks ago and hasn't been seen since. Yeah, he, he was. Played the guitar and hit the bricks. They drafted him. Yeah. That, that's, that is promising because uh, most people who are out for an extended period of time right now did not get drafted, except for Jeff Hardy, who was projected back early November and ain't coming back in early November. That I assure you. Uh, and Matt wasn't in there as a result. But Jinder Mahal, Drew McIntyre, Samoa Joe, 
all got drafted. That was one positive thing I liked about the draft, uh, Jeff, was that they said Joe slid down because he was hurt. But, you know, Drew McIntyre got picked like two or three. So Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, what are they doing for the show next week? Because isn't everybody going to be in Saudi Arabia? Oh, they're chartering a flight back, I believe. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> People say they still get feedback and static from you. Just so you know. Yeah, from you. It's not from me. Not from me. Eloquent says, I feel like they renamed him Shorty G just to troll us. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Shorty Gable defeated Curtis Axel. Just out-wrestled the guy, ankle-locked him, cut a rah-rah promo, which I thought was as good as it could be for what it was. And then he renamed himself Shorty G. The inspirational speech was a little bit out of place, I thought. Um, Yeah, it's... uh... You remember back in the 90s when uh, when Sunny Delight became Sunny D and it was trying to be hip with all the kids and the skateboarders and stuff? That's how I feel about Shorty G as a name. <laughs> the parallels are eerie. Yeah, I, I think Shorty G's best case scenario is him grabbing some head and arm suplexes, throwing people around, being this generation's Taz or trying yeah. to be. Uh, and then Taz will go off on him for using his moves. But I thought Axel got too much offense in on him. I thought too. I thought Gable should have just destroyed the kid. Should have just destroyed him. Uh, the name's stupid, but good for Chad Gable. New Day and Heavy Machinery are backstage. Uh, did Did you see my tweet about this? No. Did Otis imply that he popped one off in the pancake batter, or is that just me? Is, is, are these two acts not sexualized enough that we need it more sexualized between Biggie? And well, well you know what? If you want to sexualize your acts more and sexualize them better, and cover all your partners in your delicious pancake batter, our friends at Blue Chew will help you out. BlueChew.com code Fightful. Blue Chew brings you the first FDA approved. Oh damn! You, you're you're finagling around over there, Jeff. Do you need some blue chew for your setup? Do you need some blue chew for your inputs and your outputs? I just and, need to get them separated. And, and your jacks. <laughs> well, fortunately, bluechew.com code Fightful will help you out. It brings you the first chewable, the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. But... They get you better, faster, stronger, cheaper, all that good stuff. Cheaper because it's free when you go and use the code Fightful. You just pay $5 shipping. It's faster because it gets into your system faster. It's a chewable, and you don't have to wait around at the doctor. It's prescribed online, shipped straight to your door. Discreet packaging. Nobody knows what you're getting in the mail. Post lady, postman, whatever. They don't know. It's a secret. But the secret's going to be out. Once you use BlueChew.com code Fightful. Because everybody's going to be talking about your ding-dong game. Check them out. BlueChew.com code Fightful. Tim Traver says, not watching wrestling. No longer supporting Fightful. I'm sorry to hear that. But thank you for giving us money to tell us that. Mr. Warren Hayes is in the uh, chat. Oh, he's alive. It's amazing what he's able to accomplish while dead, that guy. I know, yeah. My favorite part about this backstage segment besides the Bluetooth segue was heavy machinery implying that 
Kofi was miserable and him being like, I'm okay. I'm fine. No, I'm fine. I just lost the biggest title in my life. But did you oh, notice what did you notice what he was doing? He destroyed and crumbled the pancakes in his hand as he said it. God, if that leads to something, it'd be great. He was just shaking and like just destroying pancakes in his hand. I thought it was phenomenal. Kofi Kingston running from his problems is a great story to be told, but they won't tell it. Yeah, I, I do love that uh, Biggie got in. Uh, uh... We don't know how to swim either joke in there. I thought that was uh, quite uh, sly on his end. Yes. Uh, this is a preview of the Crown Jewel t- Tag Team Turmoil match. We get suplexes in stereo from Heavy Machinery. I do like that Cole tried to maximize Tucker and Ziggler's amateur backgrounds, and they played off of that a little bit. Uh, Xavier does the Tope Con Hilo and then eats a Spinebuster zigzag on the floor. He flare-sold that one. He hit the... Oh, yeah! Which I can appreciate. Uh, the crowd was really good for this, I thought. Uh, Otis is over big, but I think he's just over in this role. I think if they step out and he does something else, I don't know if he's got it as much. What do you think? I, I, I don't know. This was something I wanted to ask you about because this is how WWE gets people over. Mm-hmm. And this is something that will be over for a long, long time yes, it will be. if it gets over. But you always also go, man, he is such a great powerhouse wrestler. Do you want him to be the fat guy gyrating and, and as Corey said, dry humping and all those other things? I mean, yeah, the Caterpillar is going to be over because Scotty Tuhati still living off of that thing. Um, hey, you no, know, he's, he's, when he did the worm. He's got a performance center gig now. Well, no, yeah, but I mean his popularity, if he ever came out and did another match sure. and he did the worm, it'd be over huge. This is going to be over huge forever if he does it. You just kind of go, yeah, but the Bushwhackers were over too. And it's it's one of those things like, do you, it, do you want him as a sports entertainer or do you want him as a wrestler? And my my predilections are not to like this, but I can't, I can't trash it totally because people respond to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with him doing it. Crowd likes it. Uh, I just yeah. don't know if he'd be over without the tag team. It felt like they were they were trying to watch it tonight because they cleared out everybody off the apron except him. Nobody to tag into. He got the hot tag. Let's see if we could get Otis over singularly if we ever had to. That's what the tonight felt like. It felt like that kind of test where, well, let's see what would happen if we broke up this tag team. Oh, man. Midnight Hour on Dawson wins the match. This was nothing but... Of all the people they beat, it's uh, one of the tag champs. Yeah, the, but, you know, the Revival looked good for what it was. I mean, I, you know, well, don't it's, they? Like, it's like the Revival, the Rude, and, and Ziggler are all in there, and they make everybody look good, but, boy, they none of them have any personality anymore. I agree. This this match was just a preview. That's it. Kofi Kingston dancing on the, the outside and stuff. And as long as we get those subtle little glimpses of his misery – I'm okay with that. I as I hope it leads to something because he got pushed too hard and too much stock was put into him to just not do it. But I don't trust WWE to tell any semblance of a story with that, even though near. it's right there. The yeah, best stories write themselves. Yeah. Bailey comes out with Sasha for Miz TV. <laughs> Miz and Bailey go back and forth, and Miz says he doesn't have to slash Bailey buddies to be relevant. Bailey says that she doesn't owe anyone an explanation. 
and Miz compares her to Brock Lesnar for being a champion that doesn't talk, which got a, which is one of the lamer lines to get the oh reaction in a while. But Bailey says that the Bailey buddies and the headbands defined her. She gave, and the audience took, and she wanted to be a role model, but nobody wanted her to do it. She then cuts a promo, which is basically Drew McIntyre in every press interview he ever does. Yes. He says, it's not that there aren't opportunities. Everyone is lazy. Everyone is lazy. Then she busts out a a Vince McMahon, I think, 99, 2000 line. She goes, do you want some inspiration? Life sucks, and then you die. Jeff, the stage is yours. The end line I liked. It start out well, but this is your villain origin story. This is the monologue saying how we got here, and there's such a deep, rich history with the Bailey character in terms of being the last horsewoman brought up. In terms, even interplaying it with Charlotte and the battleground reveal, and then she's sent back to NXT and she's brought back up and she's misused and all these other things. This promo had no personal connection with Bailey all that much, other than her entrance. And it's 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 sad because it was I thought it was a lazy combination of the three promos that we get for heels. I don't owe anybody an explanation. Okay, then why are you on a talk show? Why are you out there to talk to people if you don't owe anybody an explanation? Great, okay, or have Sasha do it for you. The other one is um is as you said the Drew McIntyre one. This entire division is lazy. I'm here to give them a wake up call. And and the third one is you fans were no. It's it's you people, you know, all you people, you know, you weren't there for me because the other problem was she, what she was saying wasn't exactly right because it's like, OK, I went through that curtain and none of the talent was there to give me a hug. You got Sasha Banks right there next to you. I thought that was the direction she was going to go. I thought she was going to say, except Sasha. Yeah, there was no second beat to this. This was just every generic heel promo that they do. Squish into one when if they had just picked one of those, if they had just picked one of those lines of, of thought and gone, and here's why, and had gone into it and given her a personal connection, I thought it would have been better. But I'm watching this and going, man, this is lazy. Miz is outdoing her on the microphone because she is a little she is a little weak in terms of acting ability, but she's not telling me anything. She's not. Ex- I mean, she's, she doesn't have to explain it, but she has to rationalize it or connected to her journey here and make me care kind of like Becky Lynch did when she first called herself the man. And I thought it just was a failure on every level. And it just made her seem like it was almost Raven when she did the, what about me? What about that? And I was like, okay, that's an interesting way to go. But it was kind of just, as Corey put it, it was a nihilistic promo where, okay, she didn't really care. And then the audience didn't really care. I thought that, she was given weird, redundant material, and she pulled yes. it off as best as she possibly could with the material she was given. Because, I mean, we, we know that that's a Vince McMahon promo. We know it is. It's And the reason we know it is is because it's the same promo. Yes. Quite literally the same promo that we've seen for 20 years, right down to her borrowing a line from him. So we know that's a Vince McMahon promo. Um but I thought she did about as well as she could. Nikki Cross came out and interrupted her and said that after she wins tonight, she'll give Bailey a big hug since she wants one so bad. 
Dana Brooke, who has gotten herself into awesome shape, uh, comes out and interrupts as well. It looks like she's trying to do a babyface thing. She gets the crowd to flex. What, what are your thoughts on a babyface Dana Brooke? I like Dana Brooke. I, I, she, she has Chris Master syndrome, though. Came up, got, got brought up far too early, and she's improved, but nobody's noticed she's improved, I don't think. I don't mind her trying to get – look, I think it's, Damn, it's that is not – it is a parallel right there, isn't it? Her yeah, and Chris she, Masters, yep. I think, I think this promo of hers is one of the better ones she's ever done because it's one of those things where people bought into it and they flexed with her. She got a reaction. Yeah. Let's see where it goes. I'm fine with her. Yeah, I, I like her. I want to see her get more opportunities. I thought she looked really good in the match too. She yeah. hit – uh, she hit that sit-down power bomb, which you can tell she was a little weary on because of the balance issues. But that swanton looked good. I, I liked it. Yeah, they don't they don't give you the ch- it's it's weird because it's it's a performance art. So your first impression is what people think of you, and then once they get that, there's no room for you to incrementally improve because everybody has that opinion of you from your first time, and they don't. Re- I mean, it's hard to get noticed unless you're over the top doing great but i thought she, i thought she was quite good in this match yeah I, I thought so too deville and mandy worked together early on carmella flew off the barricade onto everybody evans got some shine before that aforementioned dana brooks spot carmella and mandy slapped it out i i do enjoy the jabs that cole takes at graves about carmella i find that interesting uh especially about how publicly they've been on it the past month or two the because the Total Divas, was, yeah. Because, well, the Total Divas thing, but even before that, even before the Total Divas, she got on the Total Divas thing, like, uh, Renee was making comments about it, like, you're, there's your girl, and it's like, <laughs> and it's like, Corey had come out with, like, a tweet, like, a couple days before, where, oh, I walk into this empty... Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean Technology making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boy's easy opening, smooth pouring container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Menards. House and I'm so alone. I'm like, <laughs> brother, that's your making, man. You know, that, that, that's, 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 uh, that's your baby, Rosemary. You can't help that. And then, and then for them to be able to bring this up on TV, it's just – it's such a weird dichotomy to me. Well, Sonya breaks up the code of silence. Uh, Carmella super kicks all around. But Nikki wins or pins Mandy after the purge, or at least a version of it. The, the typical version is a swinging fisherman's neck breaker, but she didn't hook the leg this time. So it was just like a swinging neck breaker. Uh, a little more devastating than the honky-tonk man used to do. Uh, we'll, we'll say that. But Nikki winning this, I'm fine with that. They didn't say, did they say top contender or was it just implied this person might get a shot? I believe on Twitter when they announced that they were going to do a six-pack challenge or whatever it was. Number one, it got a lot of snark because, oh, is Road Dog back booking the division again? But, uh, yeah, it was, it, was to, it was to find the number one contender. Uh, Sonny DeVille, someday somebody's going to wake up and realize that woman is talented as hell. Ooh, I mean, okay. I watch Total Divas now, and it seemed like Ronda Rousey at least even knew that there was something there. There was 
some back and forth about what Sonya's MMA experience means and that little tweet that she sent out, which was clearly for the show to create this conflict. But Ronda put her over a little bit. She was like, listen, if she wants some conflict out of me, it's going to be for money. We're not fighting backstage or anything like that. Like, it, it seems like there are some people that know that there is some money in Sonya Deville. Unfortunately, it seems like all those people work for the E-Network, Jeff. And uh, unfortunately, that ain't the network that, that matters right now. Uh, Sonya's real good, man. And I, Mandy's, Mandy's got that reputation because of how she came off on Tough Enough. She's also yeah. she's also just she's improved. She's good. I mean they, yeah I like her. Both of them have improved immensely as well, and nobody seems to. I mean it was weird because I thought Mandy was. I mean you know she fits all the all the blonde things that that Vincent and Kevin Dunn love, but I thought tonight in terms of the knees and the kicks, I thought Sonya's. You know sure there's a little thigh slapping in there, but they came off as brutal, and I loved it. No Alexa Bliss in this match. Any thoughts? No Tamina either. Um, I, I think keeping Alexa away was a good idea. I, I do. I, I think it's nice to establish Nikki as a stronger character in that pair versus just being a codependent one that they tend to do in these types of, uh, stories. Also, uh, Nikki came out with a little bit of a new get up with her, her mm-hmm. jacket and all that. I like that. Fresh start, fresh gear. <laughs> I, I, I do love it. I'm going to give you a great big hug. <laughs> Just with the accent and stuff, it's hard not to like her as a baby face. I loved her insanity, but I, I, I love this character too. Just the effervescent yet still kind of grungy Nikki Cross. Braun Strowman is out to face Drew Gulak, who is now on the SmackDown brand. And Drew Gulak brings back the PowerPoint presentations. Did all that character work to get him away from being an entertaining, funny dude with PowerPoint presentations and be a killer stretcher, Philadelphia stretching machine. And Vince goes, what happened to that? Uh, those PowerPoint presentations you used to do. Those were really entertaining. Damn it. <laughs> they do it on this. I just went, what, what do you think of all these cruiserweights getting split up amongst the brands and stuff? Is this, uh, I think, well, I- is it? I think 205 Live should go away. I, I thought it should have been folded into NXT, but yeah. but the funny thing is, I mean, you got Carrillo on on Raw, and I think I think he's a babyface superstar waiting to happen if they do it right. But you never know. I, think I mean, that guy to, needs a lot of polishing from how he he runs, needs some polish from how he, he runs the ropes to a lot of stuff. Okay. Uh, but man, that guy he's real rough around the edges. I did think it was weird that he got drafted so high. Because you just know they're not going to use him on TV for two months. You just know well, he's... It's it's also weird because they just have them beating all the cruiserweights amongst each other Yeah. on the two shows. I mean, Buddy Murphy comes out and beats Cedric Alexander. And you're just like, oh, I remember this from two years ago. This seems familiar to me. Yeah, I, I, I found the splitting is, is odd. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm hopeful Jack Gallagher gets sent to NXT UK. Because it didn't to. look like he was drafted, but it, it's just he wasn't yeah, eligible. It's 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 bad because two hundred five live. There were flashes of brilliance there from time to time, and now it's just it's just filling time, and it's the same matches week after week. And I thought it'd get a shot in the arm being on on the NXT brand, and it might still with Leo Rush being the champ there. But as its own show, it's it's time to go. Also, it doesn't make sense to have the NXT Cruiserweight Champion wrestling yeah. after I'm, smackdown I'm, yeah. or having it doesn't I, I i'm not sure how it makes sense from any perspective and the thing is 
if they want an extra hour of content for the network, they can just go the AEW Dark method. Like, that's... They can do that. They've got <laughs> everything at their disposal to do that. Uh, Strowman kills Gulak. I, I, just, I didn't have a problem with it. I just really didn't have a problem with it. I didn't have a problem with it either. It, it, it's very odd because, look, I like Drew Gulak a lot, but I don't get... Like, Alex got really angry this week when they announced the Cesaro versus uh, Mansoor match at Crown Jewel. And I kind of want to just take Alex aside and go, buddy, they give the hometown guy a big win, and they're trusting Cesaro to put him over huge. This is not a demotion for Cesaro. This is them putting the faith of an entire continent on Cesaro's shoulders endorsement. to make this guy look like a million bucks because they're never going to do anything with Mansoor other than beat him on NXT, yeah. other than when they come to Saudi Arabia. It's okay. Yeah. It'll be okay, Alex. And then I give him a big hug. Yeah, uh, Mansoor is to WWE what Mahabali Shara is to TNA and Impact, only... Mansoor was a better pro wrestler the first time he saw pro wrestling than Mahabali Shara will be at his peak. He hasn't been too bad in the squash matches he's been in either. That's the sad thing is there is something there, and they just oh, we just bring him out every so often. The when Shara got fired, it was like the first time somebody messaged me like to be like this guy got fired, like from <laughs> the PC. Like, he, he, for whatever reason, he was not a like guy there, from what I understand. Ah. Uh, or in TNA, the first run. Probably because they made everybody do that goddamn Shira shuffle. Do you yeah. remember that video? Oh, they tried Vaguely, to, but I've tried to block it out. Whew, Google it, guys. The Shira shuffle and all the people that TNA very clearly, like, forced to do that goddamn dance. It was sad. It was very sad. By the way, we've got to make Impact Mound for Glory predictions after this, which I hope you know nothing about. I know very little about it. I just hope Tessa wins. That's it. <laughs> Daniel, Bryan, <laughs> Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns defeated Shinsuke Nakamura and King Corbin. Roman Reigns is announced as the new team captain of uh, Team Hogan, which is made almost completely of people of color and foreigners, which I think is fucking hilarious for Team Hogan. Um... I hope that Drew McIntyre gets added to Team Flair so we keep the Drew, Baron, Lashley connection going. I was a little surprised because I forgot that Roman wasn't already on this card and he's the obvious pick. I I really thought Edge was going to be revealed as a team captain. So did somebody in my DMs. They, they thought that it would be Edge too. But uh, the heels drag out the stairs to use on Reigns and Brian makes the save. Brian applies the yes lock on Nakamura, but Corbin breaks it up. And then Reigns spears Corbin through a barricade. I'll always like that spot. I don't care how many damn times they do it. I think if every time they use that or an office chair, I'm going to be like, ah, okay. WWE is good with office chair spots. I'll give them that. Brian then pins Nakamura. And at this point, shouldn't Reigns and Brian be in title consideration? Sure. I'm, I'm fine with that. If they want to give him a tag team title story and, you know, coming together as a friendship, I like that, you know, the handshake afterwards was kind of cool. Yeah, I, I have no look. Just I just want them to build story. Sean Ross. That's all I want. Except, instead of just having matches, I, I want I want every company in this world because NWA is doing it pretty well. 
Easily. Build, story, build stories and have promos. That's all I want. Give me something else other than matches. Yeah. And, and the thing is, then when you do a show full of matches, maybe they'll mean something. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they'll matter. There, there are so many basic stories that just write themselves that they just don't do. And it's it's shocking and almost amazing to me. That was SmackDown. Nothing really happened. Nothing. I mean, we got, we got some placeholder horse shit till Saudi Arabia. How yeah. shocked were you that The Fiend got drafted over to SmackDown? Not really that shocked. I, I was told that Fox wanted him, but... You know, I, every it seems like every week I'm told this this network wants this person. The, the networks want all the good people. That's who they want. They want all the good people. They want ratings, is what they want. They yes. want something to matter on this show. And it seems like the fiend matters, so of course they want him. Oh, he looks more yes. important than say the Lucha House Party. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that was SmackDown. We do have Impact Bound for Glory this week. We have a ton, ton of interviews. Up on uh, Fightful.com, just a, a wealth of them, like Josh Matthews, Brian Cage, Taya Valkyrie, uh, Sammy Callahan, a bunch of them, Jordan Grace and Ethan Page, I interviewed in person, go check those out. Korosami1997 says, Becky Lynch put over Sonya Deville on the bump as someone that can break out like she did last year. I, I don't know if it could be, to, or I mean, it, I believe anything could happen. Could it be to Sonya's deg- or Becky's degree? I don't see that. But breaking out, yeah, I could see that happening. What do you think, Jeff? I'm I'm fine with that. I, you know what? They, they, remember when uh, when Darren? Uh, oh, what did they call him? Darren Young came out, and they were going to say, you know what? We're going to have more stories focusing on gay characters and all those other things. Look, there, there's always a chance you could use anybody on this roster to break out if they can show their real personality and you use that to build somebody. That's the magic of this art form of professional wrestling. Funny thing to me about Becky, I, I would hope that they could break somebody out better than Becky Lynch because Becky Lynch wasn't supposed to break out. If you that was a that was a botched heel turn. But same that with Daniel People Bryan. just refuse to give in. The yeah. two most recent giant baby faces, Daniel Bryan and Becky Lynch not only were accidents, were almost in spite. The Daniel Bryan one was in spite, and people are like, oh, WWE No, they crafted. both were in spite. They yeah. both were in spite, absolutely. And a lot of people are like, oh, WWE crafted the, the Bryan thing. That's why he kept getting beat. Read his book, buddy. He's no. very transparent in that book <laughs> no, about how plan, that happened. The, that plan was Orton and Batista all the way. Yep. Yeah, yeah. don't give me that stuff. <laughs> but it, it's like you look at the roster now and Kyrie Sane and Bailey were the two most obvious straight ahead cornerstone baby phases of the women's division to me. And they're both heels now. And then Asuka was probably third and she's a heel. So, I mean, they, they don't know how to do straight ahead good people. They all have to have some edge to them that makes them heelish and then they just kind of lean into the, 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 the swerve there and and, uh, and go full-on out there because that's what they do for character development instead of character development. Let's go ahead and get into the Impact Bound for Glory do this. predictions. The Call Your Shot Gauntlet competitors, TBA. I'm told this will be an intergender-esque gauntlet. Jordan Grace will be in it. I'm going to say she wins it. It's a good thing. I mean, I think... Uh, 
She, she. I mean, I, I miss her not being in a being able to be in AEW. I think she's great. I do too. Check out my full interview with her, the Rascals taking on Doctor Wagner, Aerostar, and Taurus. I'd have the Rascals win this one. They're really good. God damn, they're good. Agree. Mara Fuji against Michael Elgin. Michael Elgin should win this, but it seems like the kind of... I mean, they they should have Elgin win this, but it seems like the kind that they'll do and be like, hey, look, we're easy to work with. We won't just put over our guys type of thing. I'm just, I, I think Michael Elgin puts Mara Fuji over. I, I, think, I think your thinking is, is kind of proper, and also I just... I think... I still think Michael Elgin should be a little bit more under the radar than he is in some ways. I, I just don't see them putting him over to a certain sure. extent. Moose versus Ken Shamrock. Moose is winning this. God, yes. This is going to be dreadful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. I, mean, I, lo- I, I love Moose. I liked Ken Shamrock in his prime. This ain't prime Shamrock. Yeah. I am really looking forward to this one. Impact Tag Team Championships, The North. Ethan Page and Josh Alexander against Rob Van Dam and Rhino against Rich Swan and Willie Mack. This is either going to be a complete trash fire or it's going to be very, very awesome. I'm leaning towards very awesome considering the ingredients involved. I mean, I'm a lot more confident in RVD and Rhino than I would be in RVD and Sabu. I would hope at least RVD is kind of on the back burner a bit and they're not going to do the WWE thing where you have to do everything you did in your prime because that's what people remember you for. You know, have a couple of nice leaps, have a Van Terminator in there. Don't don't overdo it. People love you anyways. I love the the North, aka I, I still call them Monster Mafia because yeah. I loved them in PWG quite a bit. Uh, I think they're both great and I think Willie Mack and... Uh, Rich Swan as a team working with Ethan and and uh, the Walking Weapon are going to be fantastic. I think I love the, that pairing there. And then you just sprinkle in a little Rhino and RVD here and there, and it'd be a great match. I think Willie Mack can be a top guy in Impact as well. I think he can be very very good. I think he's I think he's got that for for what they do. Uh, I do think that that the North will probably win this uh, yeah. X Division ladder match for the title. TBA. Daga, Ace Austin, Jake Christ, Tessa Blanchard. Tessa's got to win this. Um, is it possible that TJP comes back in the suicide gimmick here? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I honestly... Uh, oh, man, that gimmick. That gimmick, man. They, they just used it as a job thing. They're just like, yeah. okay, when we need to have somebody lose we we put them under the mask i'm one of those dinosaurs that isn't exactly enthralled with intergender but you know tessa blanchard is their biggest star and impact in my opinion so yes put her over always i would i've said this multiple times i would be shocked if she didn't headline a wrestlemania in the future like that would be more of a surprise to me than than if she did uh but you know I don't it would think, not shock me if she never goes to WWE. That wouldn't shock me either. Uh, but it they also, had their chance. I mean, yeah, sure. But I mean, my God, like her versus Charlotte is nothing but money. Good. Oh God. yeah, her versus any of the horsewomen is nothing but money. Yeah. 
her her coming in and cutting promos about how she's the daughter of a horseman and you dare call yourself the horsewomen. Nothing but money. The, Every yes, and the flare one especially. Yes, that is that is nothing but absolute money. And they've never seen money in any of those few. <laughs> the thing is that I like about Tessa Blanchard so month, much, and I'll reiterate it every single time until either everybody else starts doing it or until she stops. Everything that I see her do within the confines of a match looks like it's in order to win that match. Yes. And that is important to me. Like when I look at this and I'm like, okay, she's throwing somebody this direction because she wants to win. Also, everything about her presentation, about the way that she looks, the way that she walks, the way that she poses, screams out that she is a winner and that she wants to win. And that is so important. So important in wrestling. Yeah, she put it all together. I I would really like, you know, I mean, you have a lot of women out there as free agents who can talk. You have Mercedes Martinez who can talk. You have Nicole Savoy who could talk. I would love to just bring them in for short programs here against Tessa Blanchard because they both can work as well and and just have a nice view. I'm shocked that Impact didn't bring in uh, Mercedes, Diamante, and Ivelisse as the new LAX. I'm shocked that they haven't done that. Like considering how much they've leaned into women's wrestling and they should lean into it more. I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I was, I was kind of, you know, when, when trifecta was broken up, which is, uh, Savoy, Mercedes, and uh, Shayna Baszler. I was surprised the other two didn't didn't go off and get signed somewhere after that. But uh, you know they they play footsie with them in these in these promotions because they were both in the uh, Casino Battle Royale and AEW and, and nobody. But I mean, you just need people who can talk, and that this is what everything's missing these days is just some gab. That's all I want. Taya Valkyrie defends the Knockouts Championship. She has a record-setting reign. I know they said it happened a few months ago, but it really happened this week against Tennille Dashwood, who, at least as of August, was only signed through October. So, Tyus should win this unless they inked. Well, here's the thing. I was told through October, so, you know, they could have Tennille win the title and then drop it at the tapings, too. They've done that before. Um, Just to have her name on that list, I guess, but... I think Ty is no, this. I don't. I don't think you should belt Tennille until she yeah. signs with you. I agree. I agree. Brian Cage, Sammy Callahan. I do think it's time to belt Sammy Callahan. Do you? Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I, I'm. Uh, <laughs> Sammy's interesting to me. I'm mm-hmm. not the biggest Sammy Callahan fan in the world. I, I like him. I don't love him. Um, how long has Cage had this title? I think since Rebellion. Yeah, you're right. It's time for a change. Yeah, he wanted it Rebellion in April, and I mean, it's about about six months, and it doesn't seem like it's been a six month reign. And before that, you had the Johnny Impact reign that was just absent of any notoriety outside of him yeah. winning it in that weird ass match from Austin Aries. And, yeah, which I mean ended in the weirdest of ways because it's. And Austin Aries, and he does dumb stuff. But, like, that title, I mean, Brian Cage, in my opinion, is really the most notable extended reign that they've had in a very, very long time. But that title has has kind of missed, like, a sense of just buzz behind it. And that's not Brian Cage's fault. That ain't his fault. It, it was No, just, but Sammy could, Sammy could bring that, because Sammy's good at, at social media, too. Yes. So. Yeah. 
And I mean, they they went from like I said, Austin Aries doing the shit that he did last year to the Alberto El Patron mess that they had, the mess that they had. And I think that Impact has a really, really awesome roster, and they've got this is going to be a good show. I think. I think they have a good roster. I think they have pretty good creative behind them doing yeah. all the producing and on on commentary as well. It's just they are they're victims of their own existence and their own history, unfortunately, and also just a crowded marketplace for wrestling these days. DJ Cass says, the fact that you guys got through the SmackDown review in 35 minutes shows what this show is, that it's not going to change, and why people don't want to come back to watch the main roster. There you go. I mean, yeah, usually the the, the short end of those reviews are like 40 minutes. That Nothing happened. Nothing happened of consequence. Nothing happened related to consequence that we could really discuss. And that's a bummer. But it's not a bummer yeah. if you guys leave a thumbs up. That's pretty nice. Jeff, tell the people what you got going on. Uh, this week, actually tomorrow morning, Chris Novembrino and I will record another episode of Shake Them Ropes found on all various podcasting platforms. And uh, it was nice to be back doing the regular After Smackdown show yeah. today. It, it, felt, it, felt, it, uh, it feels like you're back in your old your parents' or grandparents' couch <laughs> in that little groove you got there. I liked it. Oh, my God. Guys, check out YouTube.com slash Fightful. Denise has a ton of great interviews up uh, with Impact Wrestling Talent. She did great. She's got a one million viewed interview from the SmackDown Red Carpet a couple weeks ago on her channel. Go show her some love. We got Alex Palowski Sour Graps. But check out FightfulSelect.com. Alex is doing another one of those. He's addicted. He's addicted to the Sour Grap juice. And, uh, you know, hey, whatever. If the the, subs, negati- the negativity will will consume you. Well, the thing that I like <laughs> about this, because you know we we do have, and quite honestly, guys, it annoys the shit out of me when you all post comments saying, "Oh, Denise just likes everything." Watch the show. Denise does not like everything. I do not like everything. But a fair review is a fair review, and I wanted somebody on there that could at least go in there with the possibility of enjoying something. What I like about Alex's show is there's a lot of negative shows online, but there's one that outright advertises that it's going to shit on everything, and there will be no sense of positivity to it. You know what you're getting. We do not try to pretend that that show is objective. Alex wants it to be as negative as possible, and I, for one, am here for that. Can you book me? Hey, you know what? If Alex wants to have you as a guest on there— he see, I'm sure he's open to that. Okay. Well, I don't know if he knows how to run the multi-person gimmicks. You all can always just record on Skype. It's got internal recording software, but yeah. My God, leave a thumbs up, guys. Subscribe. Until next time, we're out. Watch NWA. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. 
To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.